If you've ever found yourself staring down at the beginning of a new month and thought, wow, there's a lot going on this month, I can't wait until it's all over, this is the episode for you. I'm going to go through my free download called How to Start a New Month with Medium Effort and Mindful Fun, and I'm going to walk through my own journey to reduce my resistance to September and the fall months by setting a new vibe. Setting a vibe for a month can be as deep as you want it to be, and if you walk your way through this episode, we'll take you through three parts and a concluding exercise to put plans of action in motion and make decisions in advance to decide how you want to feel and how you want to spend your new month so that you feel more anchored to the present and less kind of pushed around by the calendar of future events. I know there's a lot of people who love the fallout there, but if you're anything like me, it's not all full of PSL and walks in the park. So go ahead and grab your free download. The link is in the show notes and let's jump in. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin Vandeven. I'm a millennial and mother trying to build the place in the world that's made for me while fighting burnout, living intentionally, and embracing gratitude even when I'm grumpy. Here on Medium Lady Talks, we visit the topics and practical tips that will help you maximize self-discovery and minimize self-judgment so you can finally get momentum building the life you know is possible in this post-pandemic world. On this podcast, you can expect we'll get deep while having fun, and whether you're burnt out like a dog in a dumpster fire or celebrating your best life daily, you'll find the conversations, prompts, and tools I know will be helpful on your own personal healing journey. So stay tuned for my deep dive solo shows and interview episodes with dear friends and expert guests. Together, we'll make sure you have what you need to build the place in the world that's made for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin. This is episode 81. We're going to talk about my September plan, and I'm going to be using my PDF, which is free download to you uh, as a listener. It should be linked in the show notes and or if you're following me on Instagram, you can find it in my bio. Today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through my own September plan, and I'm going to be kind of sharing a few, I don't know, vulnerabilities, a few of the things that I've been resistant to as we transition from summer into the September months. And September for me thematically is a month where I feel a lot of resistance. You may have, if you're a longtime Medium Lady listener, you may have heard episode, oh gosh, I think I want to say it's maybe around 21 20 or so, and it's called September. Medium Lady talks about September. That episode is all about, similarly to this one, unpacking for me what might be causing me to over-anticipate challenges in the future. And by over-anticipating challenges in the future, I might be actually creating an environment for myself where I'm not enjoying the present moment. And I feel myself in a similar position right now this September. Today is September 4th. (laughs) I had to check. Today is September 4th. And this episode will go live on September 6th. And you may be feeling just like me that before you're ready, September shows up. And if that's true for you, I would encourage you to go ahead and download my free PDF It's called How to Start a New Month with Medium Effort and Mindful Fun. And I actually did this exercise myself for September a couple of days ago. I walked myself through it. And I also had the chance to sort of chat with my sisters about their own responses to some of the prompts as a way to have conversation and share what was on our minds when it comes to anticipating a new season, when it comes to embracing our own unique perspective and giving ourselves what we need for the season. Self-care starts from within. The way that you take care of yourself is inner work more so than purchasing even the free download. My free download will encourage you to internally walk yourself through self-care, but the download itself is not (laughs) self-care. Acquiring the download will not, you know, take care of you. You have to first kind of go through the thoughtfulness and the exercises required to come to the conclusions that will get you to self-care. That's why I say medium effort. Medium effort is really sort of about understanding that 
to get to a place where you're pursuing healing, to get to a place where you're navigating yourself out of burnout requires medium effort. It's not usually just about resting. It's not usually about just withdrawing from the world or withdrawing from your responsibilities. It's about engaging practically in self-identity, self-compassion, and building that cobblestone by cobblestone so that you're not necessarily at a point where you're self-soothing through stress or navigating rigid perfectionism in order to make sure everything's perfect. That's the only way you can be happy. Those two things are both ways to lead to a really swift way to find yourself by Thanksgiving, perhaps, you know, really rutted and and out of touch with who you are and what you need. So I'm hoping for myself, because I have experienced a lot of resistance about the month of September and concerns about, you know, everything that's coming up for me, (laughs) I'm going to walk myself through my own advice. If you want the audio partner to this PDF, that's episode 57, and I'll make sure that that's linked in the show notes. So this PDF, this exercise, you know, my September plan, I'm going to walk through three things. The first is what is known. What is known about September? The second thing is more of the unknown. It's what am I learning? What am I learning about myself? What have I learned about the past month or the past year? Part three is kind of fun. We disconnect from that reflective piece, and we just kind of dive into the senses, and we figure out kind of what makes us tick to take an inventory of things that bring us joy, things that bring us closer to ourselves. And then from those three parts, we're able to kind of cultivate a vibe, cultivate a sense of how we want to feel and what will nurture us. And that vibe will help us to make some plans. And again, these are that's a lot of steps. It's medium effort. But I'm hoping that in the next hour or so, we can walk through that together and that you can see um, how I'm experiencing that myself. And you can see how I um, can take myself from A to B uh, through the exercise. All right, so let's dive in. Part one is what is known. And the first thing we'll think about is what do we know about September? What is the new month all about for you? What always happens during September that sets the stage naturally, regardless of the season of life that you're in, regardless of the sort of episodic circumstances of your life? So for for me, episodically, my youngest son Beckett will be starting kindergarten tomorrow, and that doesn't happen every year. So that's not the kind of thing that I'm going to put on this list. That'll come up later in the exercise. But the first thing we're going to think about is what is known about the month ahead. And when I did this for myself, I sort of just kind of did it looking at a calendar. September 5th, school will start. September 8th, Henry's going to have a birthday party. September 9th, we're doing some sporting events. I have some on-call obligations at my work. My wedding anniversary is in September. We have to close the cottage in September. Our kids will start different sports in September. There'll be basketball and baseball tryouts. And those are the things that are sort of known. Those are the things that we can anticipate. The next part of the exercise is to say, now that we know what is known, we can think about what do we have planned and what might we naturally be looking forward to out of those plans. So for me, I am looking forward to my anniversary with my husband, and I am actually looking forward to one of the sporting events, although, and I have shared here on Medium Lady before, sporting events are really a challenge for me. Navigating crowds can make me feel a little bit stressed out, and I do not like huge sporting venues. I don't I don't like going to events where there's, you know, um, 10,000 people. There's something about that that just... um gets my brain in hyperdrive and I feel a little bit overstimulated. However, we are going with my sisters and their partners and their kids, and that kind of feels like this fun fall moment for me. So I am looking forward to uh, that one sporting event, which will happen next weekend, and I'm looking forward to my anniversary. All right, we're trucking along here. How do I want to feel during these events? How do I want to feel during the events that I've listed, the things like the first day of school. How do I want to feel during the first day of school? How do I want to feel during my wedding anniversary? How do I want to feel at these sporting events? How do I want to feel driving to my kids to tryouts and waiting for them? How do I want to feel? These things are all going to happen to me, whether I like it or not. And how do I want to feel? I can choose actively the feelings that I want to aim for 
And this is a kind of fun way to free ourselves from that resistance. So I said, I'm feeling resistant to the month. I'm feeling overwhelmed by all of the things it's going to take out of me. And I'm almost choosing in advance to be overwhelmed. But this exercise allows us to think about the feelings that we might choose in advance that aren't overwhelm, the feelings that we might choose in advance that aren't stress, the point of view that we might take that might be more connected to our self-identity and less connected to our sense of what other people want from us. How do we want to feel rather than how do we feel when people need us to show up in the myriad of ways that I've listed here? I just did free association with how I want to feel during these events, and I'm going to list to you how I want to feel. I want to feel prepared. I want to feel present. I want to feel curious. I want to feel a sense of discovery. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel rested. I want to feel loving. I want to feel nostalgic, spacious. I want to feel cozy. I want to feel a sense of wellness. I want to feel optimistic and positive. I want to feel safe. I want to feel confident. I want to feel flexible. I want to feel pretty. And I want to feel comfy. Okay, so looking at that list, that part where I just rambled off a bunch of feelings, that part probably was the hardest part of part one. And remember, part one is what is known. So we thought about the things that always happen during this month. We thought about the things that were planned and we're naturally looking forward to. And then while I just kind of stared at those events, I just stared and I thought about my anniversary. I stared and I thought about the first day of school. I thought about how I want to feel. And I first maybe came up with like three emotions. I was like, I want to feel good. (laughs) You know, prepared. Prepared was the first thing that came up. I want to feel prepared. And that, I think, was response to the resistance. I want to feel prepared. I'm resisting this because it requires a lot of planning from me and I want to feel prepared. And then I got closer to things like optimistic. I want to feel well. I want to feel rested. I want to feel safe. Safety, I think, relates a little bit to that sense of nervousness and stress that I feel when I go to big sporting events. So I want to feel safe. And that's an important feeling to conjure while anticipating the future. So the final part of part one is to select three to five feelings that you want to experience in the month ahead. So I'm not going to aim for a perfect month where I feel all 20 of the feelings that I selected for myself, but I am going to hone in on and make choices now about the feelings I'd like to have in the future. You might think, well, Erin, I can't control how I feel in the moment. No, it's true, but you are priming yourself with a filter to look for those feelings when they show up in the future rather than, and you've already been priming yourself for overwhelm. You've already been priming yourself for resistance and stress. If you've been anything like me, I have been saying, I'm going to be so stressed in September. I can't wait until we reach, you know, Canadian Thanksgiving and it's all over. That's like dread. I'm anticipating dread. I'm anticipating stress. I'm anticipating fatigue. So I've primed myself for those feelings. This is the reverse of that. This is the antidote to that. We already do this, but we usually do it in the negative. So we're just trying to do it in the positive to either find ourselves at a net neutral or to perhaps give those positive feelings a fighting chance for the month. And that is the kind of thing that is honestly more self-care than anything you can find out there. You can take care of yourself deeply by thinking about how you want to feel instead of how you're going to feel or how the external environment is going to make you feel and to think about the choices you'll make about the emotions that you'll carry with you forward in the future. The next part, part two, is about what am I learning? And we're going to move into more of the unknown elements of September to get closer to, you know, my own personal experience, what I'm uncovering about the month of September. And I've already done this exercise, so I'm reflecting on my notes as we make our way through the episode. But I also want you to pause this if you need to, take out the PDF, you know, work your way through it, hear what I have to say and see where that maybe sparks ideas for you. But remember, I'm, I'm rattling it off because I've, I've already done it. So that the, this in total probably took me about an hour and a half, maybe not quite so long, you know, with interruptions and things like that. I had to get up and get snacks. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's the first prompt. In the last year, what are some personal challenges that have come up for me? How have I been resilient despite these challenges? And what am I most proud of? 
And if you are a longtime Medium Lady listener, you've heard me talk about this before. This is one of my favorite self-reflection activities, which is to just take your year and list out the things that have happened to you in the past. And I think it can be so easy when we're forward-oriented, when we're when we're thinking about what we need to be prepared in the future, when we're thinking about what the future will demand of us, that we forget everything that we have made our way through in the past. And unfortunately, that does us a disservice because it makes us feel like we're always working from a blank page or we're always working from day one. When I think about going to these sporting events later on in the month and I think about how I'm going to feel worried and nervous about big events, I don't think back and say, well, I've been to big sporting events in the past and what worked for me during those events and what didn't work for me. Instead, I just say, I'm going to feel this way and I'm anticipating with dread these negative experiences. Um, Instead of building myself a cushion of resilience, a cushion of self-compassion to say, I've been to big sporting events before and I made it through and these are the things that really helped me. These are the things I would do differently now that I've had those experiences. So that's what this exercise is all about. So I'll, I'll share some of the things, but I personally, I just went 12 months back to last September and thought about kind of a lot of the challenges that popped up. So last September, my middle son was super sick for the first two weeks of school. It was totally unexpected. And he basically did not really like meet his teacher or get to know his class until a couple of weeks into school. That was a random challenge, completely unexpected. I've been navigating through the fall. My sister got married, which was a happy challenge. You know, lots of logistics, lots of extra events. Um, My grandma was declining in her health and she passed in December. Uh, In December, I had a lot of work-based challenges. I work in healthcare. And of course, as the viral season increases, the workload uh, changes and the depth of um, challenge can become more urgent, more time sensitive. In January, I navigated a lot of canceled plans with friends. And I think that it was um, hard to kick the year off right and get together in a way that felt like I could really like nurture my soul. It felt like we really kind of hunkered down through January. February and March, I've also listed some work-related challenges regarding a new initiative, navigating change at work, people who were not happy about the change, people who were happy about the change, um, people who were (laughs) indifferent to the change. Uh, Then in the spring, the spring again, I've listed like a really busy season at work and feeling constantly behind was really challenging. Baseball kicked up um, and I started to spend more and more of my free time navigating uh, the baseball season for my sons. Uh, June is always the end of the school year, is super busy for us, and I'm sure it is for you as well. Lots of evening baseball. It felt like not enough family time. And we were not able to get to the cottage in June. And I think that really kind of made me feel like we weren't um, doing those things that we know are so lovely for us when we spend time together. And then in July, there were some family health challenges and some other loss. Um, And all of those things all together, I think, are some of them are things that we might have anticipated, you know, certainly my grandma becoming more and more ill, anticipating her passing away. But just because we can anticipate things doesn't mean necessarily that there's, you know, not something to learn from the challenge or there's not something to further uh, unpack and enable for us to support ourselves. How have I been resilient during these challenges and what am I most proud of? So when I look back on my notes, I think about actually the podcast being something that I remain super, super proud of. In addition to some guests that were really special guests to come and have on the show, I also think about, you know, learning more about the craft of podcasting, pushing myself to create better products, better a better experience for you as a listener, certainly kicking off Medium Lady Reads with Jillian O'Keefe, having a second podcast. You know, I've dreamed for years of being a person with one podcast, and now to see that I'm a person with two podcasts is, I don't know, it's nothing like short of miraculous for me. I am proud of overcoming some areas where I was criticized at work, you know, building to understand how to be someone who can lead and accept that certain 
points of view require you to take on the attitudes and opinions of others and finding a way to be strong and grounded and self-compassionate during those times was a really important lesson that I'm really proud of. And I'm actually super proud of my kids' baseball seasons. We built new communities for our family, connections and friendships for my kids that were super important, and it ended up being a really amazing and beautiful part of our family life. And how was I resilient? I think I have been resilient to persevere with my creative pursuits, even when I have been feeling mentally low. And that is something that I've really embraced in the last year, is understanding that the creative journey is not necessarily going to be linear, and that when I have moments of low creativity, like I did in August, you'll know there was really only two episodes of Medium Lady Talks that launched in August. And in part, that was because I had some vacation time and some holiday time and some logistics that made it hard to actually sit down and record. But I also really was just sort of not feeling like I had it in me to come up with ideas and episode ideas. You know, even today, sitting down today, it's the first time I've been solo in front of the mic, probably in about eight weeks or so. It feels like a really long time. But I think that persevering with that is an important thing to acknowledge and celebrate in my own resilience. I also think that I have been really resilient to unpack perfectionism and people-pleasing when it comes to my work and my role at uh, in, my, in my job, and acknowledging that there are always going to be some things that require me to reflect on who I am and to return to the place in the world that's made for me when I feel unsure or when I feel overwhelmed. And I noticed that in 2023, In part, I think because the pandemic has really been off our plates, it's been off my mental load, that I've been able to exercise that habit of returning to myself with more consistency than I ever have before since starting this journey in 2019. And that's a sign to me of progress. It's also a sign that my resilience muscle is getting stronger. Okay, but what does that all have to do with planning for September? What does that all have to do with getting me in a good place for the future. I think it's always important to acknowledge that you're already amazing just as you are. And when you carry yourself through a stressful period of time, like the month of September can be, you're carrying all of that through with you. And taking an inventory of the challenges that you've navigated and the ways you've been resilient are ways of bringing into the consciousness, into your consciousness, a way to talk about yourself and a way to talk about how you navigate challenges, and a way to feel empowered and perhaps even a sense of control over how challenges affect you. Because you've, as I've said before, this isn't your first rodeo. This isn't your first September. You've had Septembers before. What has worked in the past? And how were you resilient? And what are some things that you've been proud of navigating? Because those things don't go away. Those things stay with you. A really important point of planning is to think about this question, which is actually a great question to take to your colleagues, take to your friends, take to your partner. I took this question to my sisters, and it was, in the last moments, what brought you joy and what did you learn? In the last month, what moments brought you joy and what did you learn? And this was actually kind of funny because when I first asked my sisters, My one sister said, I don't even know. I don't even know. What did I even do last month? (laughs) And that is so relatable. You know, I think as I'm asking you that question, I bet you came up with the same thing. I don't know. What did I even do? Let me have to think about it. And that's okay. That's perfect. Think about it and then start to reflect on what brought you joy in the last month. And, And that alone, that question alone is so rich for connection and for people to share. Case in point is... My sister who said, I don't even know, she all of a sudden said, oh my gosh, we went to Canmore. We went to Alberta. That was amazing. We went to Alberta. And then she shared this incredible story of climbing a mountain in Canmore, Alberta with her husband and a bunch of friends and this experience of climbing the peak and how much she pushed herself mentally through that experience to the point where uh, when she got to the top and realized they'd have to then hike their way down she sort of had this like emotional overwhelm and this sense of 
fear in many ways, but also like overcome with like, I've, I'm doing this. I'm pushing myself through. I didn't really think about the fact that I was doing it until here I am doing it at the top of a beautiful mountain and noticing how other people were being sort of filled up with the sense of wonder of the environment and her surroundings and how she was feeling a totally different feeling from the people around her. And then she, we, we hadn't heard this story at all. So it was really great to just hear her reflect on it and talk through what that experience was like and we could ask more questions. And then she shared some amazing photos of her and her husband at the top of this mountain. And she's like, but you can really see, you can, if you look in my face, you can tell how I'm feeling. And and then another picture of her and her husband at the base of the mountain or sort of with the mountain in the in the background. And then she says, you know, the the next day I was at the bottom of the mountain and I looked up and I thought, oh my God, I climbed that. So that was just this... <laughs> This, this incredible life experience that she had. But when I said to her, what in the last month has brought you joy? She's like, I don't even, what have I done in the last month? I can't remember. And that's totally normal. It's totally natural. We're all doing that. But that again is about how this forward thinking mindset can sometimes do us a disservice when we're always planning, we're always thinking about the future, we're discounting or we're moving too quickly. Maybe not discounting is the wrong word. But we're moving really quickly through those moments of incredible achievement, accomplishment, resilience, joy, healing, wellness. You know, we're kind of blazing past those because we're thinking about what's next. So when I think about the things last month that brought me joy, this list, oh gosh, I might post this list somewhere. It just makes me really happy. Some of these things were simple things that wouldn't have necessarily been something I could ever recreate. So for example, there was a baseball game that my son had and I brought my youngest Beckett with me and there was a splash pad and another little boy and a playground. And he and this little boy basically just, he didn't have a bathing suit, but they just ran around the splash pad. Then they ran around at the park and they just had so much joy together during the game. And that moment, that whole experience was just I don't know, it was just like so lighthearted and joyful, that whole baseball game. And so that was one of the first things that popped in my mind. The next thing was when we went to the cottage earlier this month, I read about a book a day. And that <laughs> that reading momentum of like one story and another and another and another was this incredible experience of joy with abundance in books. I also wrote down, we had an incredible beach day at Long Point with my parents our family took a trip to the Rail Museum, which was an amazing, joy-filled day. There was this other day I had ordered flowers from a friend and florist who grows flowers in her own backyard, and I drove by her house to pick up the bouquet, and I brought Beckett in his jammies, and we just chatted in the middle of her beautiful floral garden, me holding this bouquet, and Beckett just kind of playing with her cat, and it was this really, like, romanticize your life kind of moment in time. And that was a moment that brought me joy. Another experience, I met up with my sister, Hannah, and we just spent a couple of hours in her live in her dining room talking about editing, learning a little bit more about the technical aspects of creating really good sound quality. And I just had this like relaxed moment of joy with her and learning from her and having fun. And those are the moments that really brought me joy in the month of August. So the final prompt of this part two is what do I want to bring with me from last month and what do I want to leave behind? And so here I've put that I want to bring with me lighthearted family time, low stakes day trips. I also want to leave behind some of my resistance to have things be perfect or um, sometimes I feel resentment that I don't have enough time for myself and definitely, I want to bring with me more reading, more books. And um, <laughs> if you're following along at Medium Lady Reads, that's been an incredibly joyful experience to just bring more reading into my life, especially talking about reading. So I guess this is maybe a very subtle plug that if you're not yet listening to Medium Lady Reads, please go ahead and follow. I will link it in the show notes. So that's part two. And that's all about what am I learning? So we've talked about the personal challenges that have come up and how I've been resilient despite those challenges, what I'm most proud of. We've talked about the moments that brought me joy and what I've learned. And we've talked about the things that I want to bring with me from the last month into the new month and what I want to leave behind. 
And just as I had mentioned with the feelings to select three to five feelings to focus on, you also want to select the phrases or words that really feel thematic of what you're learning and how much you've grown and collect those so that they don't get buried in the exercise. For me, I circled things like lighthearted family time, resentment to have enough time to myself. I circled things like proud of the baseball season, proud of overcoming criticism at work. And so those are the things that I want to remember as I move into this season. And they will become part of that emotional vibe that I want to set the tone for in September. Okay, part three is about getting a little bit into what makes you tick on a fun level. And this is the mindful fun part. (laughs) So we've made our way through medium effort. Now we're going to do mindful fun. And we're going to just talk about, you know, favorites. We're going to talk about seasonality. We're going to talk about the things that are going to help you bring you closer to yourself. And remembering those things can help you, again, stay grounded in the present moment. So we've talked a lot about the past and we're planning for the future, but sometimes that present moment is really just about knowing the things that consistently bring you joy. So in the PDF, I have something called the favorites wheel. And without overthinking, I really recommend that you list your favorites out along the wheel. Don't censor yourself. Uh, No one has to see it but you. And, you know, if you feel the instinct to change something, just add it. It's always good to have a really robust list of favorites, in my opinion. So these are things like your favorite color, your favorite book, your favorite memory, your favorite person, your favorite place, your favorite smell, your favorite season, your favorite song, your favorite movie, your favorite flower, and your favorite food. And so me, I've listed things like my favorite season is spring. My favorite song is Get Up by Mother Mother. My favorite movie is Singing in the Rain. My favorite book is Cutting for Stone. My favorite place is The Cottage. Uh, My favorite food right now is banana bread. So these are all the things that you think, oh yeah, you know, of course. Of course I should plan to enjoy some of my favorite things in the month of September or in the month moving forward. And when you think of the next month, what jumps out at you? So now we're going to think about seasonality a little bit. I've said before, you know, millennials really embrace seasonality. And so if you're a millennial like me, then I think that you'll really enjoy this next part. So this is about thinking about September. If September was a color, what color would September be? If September was a pattern, what kind of pattern would you see? If September was a texture or a temperature, what temperature would that be? If you could see September in nature, what would you see? What do you think of the light in September? What do you think of the smells or holidays in September? What sound makes you think of September? And what tastes make you think of September? So for me, I said September is the color orange. It's the texture of leaves and the visual of sun through the fall trees. When I think of smells, I think of smells like campfire and coffee. When I think of a pattern, I think of woolly blankets When I think of tastes, I think of fresh baked muffins. And when I think of sounds, I think of acoustic guitar. There are no wrong answers to this, but you can tell that as I filled those in, I've really kind of come up with a personal meaning, a personal experience that makes me feel like I'm in the present. I feel like I'm in September when I see the leaves through the trees or I think about a campfire. I feel like I'm in September when I listen to acoustic guitar. And those are all sort of anchors to the present moment. And you can be proactive with those anchors. You don't have to wait for them to happen to you. I think that's one of the reasons why everybody gets so excited about pumpkin spice lattes. We anticipate pumpkin spice lattes and they arrive and they're a signal to us. They're an anchor that we're here in the present moment, that we're here in the fall. We know where we are in time because we're drinking pumpkin spice lattes. And I think it's an incredibly comforting cognitive experience, but that's sort of manufactured by Starbucks. That's manufactured for us to consume and buy and self-care our way with our money to an experience of being tethered in in the present moment. That's marketing. That's given us the sense that we need to be tethered to the present moment, to the present season, 
marketing is helping us satisfy that need with pumpkin spice lattes. And, and listen, I'm not knocking it. Like pumpkin spice lattes are amazing. But I think that it's trying to speak to this like very hungry desire we have in ourselves to understand where we are in time as humans. And we can actually give that to ourselves in a way that's more customized to who we are as people and also more nurturing of what we need at an individual level. That's the self-care part of it where your self-care comes from within. It doesn't come from the external ability to pay $7 for a pumpkin spice latte. It comes from knowing that for you, the season, the anchor in the present moment is a pumpkin spice latte, and you're going to go and seek that out so that you can experience that anchor. So after you do the favorites and seasonalities page, you can do the same thing. So we've always been circling, right? We circled the feelings we wanted to have. We circled some of the ways we were proud, some of the things we were resilient in the past. We're going to circle our favorites again and select three to five of these elements and add them to the overall vibe for the month. So for me, I think I had circled um, the fresh baked muffins. I'd circled the guitars. I had circled my anniversary as something I really wanted to have as front of mind. And I put those on the vibe page. The next part is kind of a bonus exercise. Now that you've sort of settled on the elements that will represent your new month, we're going to do a bit of free association to continue to have fun, continue to have mindful fun, and get closer to the experience that we're looking for during the month of September. Before I get into this free association, I want to remind you the feelings I want to have in September are to be prepared, rested, optimistic, safe, and flexible. The reflections that I will bring forward with me into the month are how I have overcome perfectionism and people-pleasing at work, how I'm so proud of my kids and their baseball season, how I want to have more lighthearted family time, and how I want to pay attention to when I feel resentment that I don't have enough time for myself. And in terms of favorites and seasonality, I've come up with um, my anniversary, guitars, muffins, um, and then there's going to be a few other things that got added after this free association, <laughs> free association experience. So let's go back to the free association exercise. This is meant to be fun. It can even be a little bit silly. Do not take yourself too seriously. This was really fun. I did this with my sisters again, and I would highly recommend that you do it with friends. So if you could describe your September vibe in a phrase, what would it be? And my sister Hannah said, oh, she came up with that line, uh, nothing gold can stay, which is from a poem by Robert Frost, which is actually a very beautiful poem. And also a line from The Outsiders, which is a really great book by S.E. Hinton and a subsequent movie as follows. But this idea, nothing gold can stay, immediately kind of conjures up a visual. It conjures up a sense of bittersweetness. It conjures up a sense of nostalgia. Again, I think I had said like nostalgia was one of those feelings that I wanted to have in the month of September. If your September vibe was a pattern, what vibe would it be? The first thing that came to mind was plaid. I think that was Hannah again. Maybe for you, the pattern is more about nature, or the pattern might be more about light, or the pattern might be something like, you know, um, school supplies. <laughs> if your vibe was a celebrity, who would it be? And this is a kind of mind-bendy one. This is kind of like, you know, I've talked about my September vibe being about optimistic, safe, flexible. I've talked about, you know, more um, lighthearted family time. You know, who's the celebrity that kind of comes to mind? And the first person I thought of was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is my celebrity representation of my September vibe. And then Hannah said, oh my gosh, yes, of course. Now we thought about Meg Ryan. We thought about Billy Crystal. And so then obviously that gave us a whole deep dive into Nora Ephron. The Nora Ephron aesthetic is kind of trendy right now. And that's a really fun thing, additionally, that I'm going to build into my September vibe, just from having done these exercises and then having gotten to a place where I'm feeling really creative and a little bit silly, gets me to this place where I'm like, oh yeah, wouldn't that be great? Okay, if your vibe was a city, where would it be? And this one's pretty, I think, pretty uh, straightforward for anyone who's watched the Gilmore Girls we thought of Stars Hollow in, uh, I think it's Connecticut. 
And then if your vibe was a restaurant, what kind of food would it serve? And we came up with soup, coffee, and muffins. So there we are. We've got a real vibe. We've cultivated that over time. And I hope you've been able to do that for yourself. I hope you've been able to pause the audio. Remember, the first part was going through what is known about the future and the feelings that we want to have for ourselves. The second part was reflecting on the past and choosing those really salient experiences that we don't want to forget so quickly. We want to carry forward with us. And then the next part is sort of about aesthetic and seasonality. It's sort of like about thinking about your favorites for you as an individual and making sure those favorites are front of mind in some way and or cultivating a kind of aesthetic idea of the month to use as a tether to the present so that you're not so swept away and the fall is over before it's even begun and you're really kind of able to experience and enjoy the season on a personal level, not necessarily on the level of what marketing or of what advertisers are pushing to you is the aesthetic. You get to choose for yourself what that aesthetic uh, would be. So now we can make some plans. Now we can make some plans. And and you might want to go further in the PDF. There's a couple more prompts after you sort of come up with your feelings, your reflections, and your, your seasonal vibe to kind of narrow it down a little bit more. Essentially, from there, you can come up with the four things that I do for myself every month when I come up with my monthly plan. And I always share this monthly plan over on Instagram. I usually make a reel and I kind of list out what I'm going to do, but I have four pillars that help me decide how I'm going to spend my free time and decide how I'm going to focus my self-care. I choose what I'm going to read. I choose the, you know, books that I'm planning to make my way through in advance so that when I finish a book and I'm thinking, oh, what book should I read next? I I don't have to spend too much time in that decision-making phase and I can just move ahead with what I've decided already. My past self does my future self a kindness by eliminating that decision fatigue in the moment. You know, sometimes, and you could do this, doesn't have to be with books. It could be with TV or movies. It could be with music. The first category of your plan is to experience the month's vibe by reading, watching, or listening to. Some of the things we came up with, you know, you might want to uh, rewatch The Gilmore Girls. For me, I found some like really fun and sweet romantic comedies, but they're Korean romantic comedies, and I haven't had a chance to watch them, so I put those Korean romantic comedies on my list. My one sister had said that the new Billie Eilish, the full album, uh, Billie Eilish album is really amazing. And so I might be listening to all of that. I've also been listening to Charlotte Carden and like full albums, like not playlists necessarily. And then the books that I'm going to be reading are The Housekeepers, The Librarianist. I'm going to read Home Fire and The Dance of Anger. And those I'll link in the show notes, but they're also a part of my monthly plan. It's a reel uh, on my Instagram feed. Again, you're kind of deciding in advance. You've decided on the vibe. (laughs) You decided on the vibe and now you're going to decide how you're going to experience that vibe through what you consume from a media standpoint. Now you're going to decide how you're going to anchor yourself in the vibe through play. For my sisters and I, some of this came up with maybe there's like fall festivals, farmers markets, you know, baking, apple cider. And the one thing we came up with was, you know, pretending you're in a Nora Ephron movie. It's sort of like romanticize your life by pretending you're in a Nora Ephron movie. And you wouldn't believe it like a day later or no, I think a a week earlier, I had actually saved a reel, which was like about Nora Ephron style or Nora Ephron leading ladies. Um, And I thought, oh, well, that's all coming full circle, right? So you might play with the month's vibe by pretending you're in a Nora Ephron movie. And that's the sort of the plaid jackets and the fall walks and the New York City and the, (laughs) you know, Tom Hanks and um, the bookstore and the, you know, it's all of that. You know, I don't have to get too deep into it. You can kind of get what I'm sharing with you if you've ever seen a Nora Ephron movie, how that is playful, how that is like not taking ourselves too seriously, but it's very personal For other people, there might be things related to, you know, Taylor Swift's music or Harry Potter or something, you know, that's like not within my own realm of discovery or possibility because that's not my own personal experience. And I want you to know that when you play what you're doing, when you play through the month or when you decide that you're going to spend your time being playful, 
you allow yourself to experience the satisfaction of this activity that's sort of like doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end, which can be really cognitively nurturing because so much of what we do has a beginning and has an end and sort of has a dependency on us. For example, like back to school shopping is an example of that. Like it has a beginning and then it hopefully has an end when you stop shopping and your kids depend on you to get that right. Too many of those kinds of activities can lead to a lot of mental overwhelm, can lead to a lot of mental load burden. And when you have play, what you do is you take a break from that mental load burden and you just have an opportunity to, again, be anchored in the present moment and to kind of optimize the present moment rather than seeing your future moment as being optimal when you're done the shopping for back to school, when you're finally past the baseball tryouts, when you're finally done, you got the anniversary card, those moments have a beginning and an end, and you're always kind of propelling yourself forward to the moment when that activity is done. But a playful moment, like pretending you're in a Nora Ephron movie, doesn't really have a beginning and it doesn't really have an end. And it anchors you to a present moment that can be more optimal. That present moment can be really enjoyable and satisfying. So that's play. So we've done read, or watch, or listen, and then play. The next category is to try. So this is personally for me something that I found really satisfying, and this might not be for everybody, but generally I do like to give myself small personal development challenges that are really about probably more of that beginning and end, more more of that optimal future self. And I've been toying a little bit with actually getting rid of this category altogether, but That being said, it it remains intact to this day. I will experience this month's vibe by trying to go 30 days without hitting snooze. So this is something that I had decided already in advance before I had gone through this exercise with my sisters and without the planner. But I really feel like in the last summer season that I have been pretty rested overall and I have in a lot of ways, not had to get out of the house with so much vim and vigor because my kids aren't leaving the house with me. And I've been able to enjoy a more languid and relaxed routine out of the house. But I know that that will not serve me in September. And so I am going to lean out of using my snooze button, especially on the weekdays. And that when my alarm goes off, I am going to turn it off. And if I fall back asleep, I fall back asleep. But hopefully that will motivate me to get up when I've actually set my alarm. And it will hopefully also allow me the permission that I need to go to bed when I want to go to bed. A couple of days ago, maybe about a week ago, I had a really great sleep and I had just gone to bed when I felt tired. And I couldn't believe how restored I felt because I hadn't resisted that. And I hadn't usually Nick and I will watch something at the end of the day And I feel like I want to show up so that I can spend time with him or just, you know, decompress in a way that's not about being present to my kids. But instead of that, I said, listen, I'm just super tired. I'm going to go straight to bed. And I did. And I woke up without that sort of sense of like that mantle of fatigue, the fog of fatigue that kind of takes a little while to dissipate. So that's sort of what I'm carrying forward into the month of September because I am anticipating that transition to back to school. I do know that it will require something of me, and I am in charge of filling my own tank to make sure that I have what I need when the month drains me or when the month places demands on me. And again, that's probably a little bit more of a negative point of view than I wanted to put on it. But nevertheless, this month I am going to try to go 30 days without hitting the snooze button. And maybe 30 days, I might have to rewrite that a little bit because it really mostly matters on the workday. So today, (laughs) because my alarm is set to go off Monday to Friday, today my alarm went off and it's a stat holiday, so I just turned it off. So that counts. I didn't get up with my alarm, but I didn't hit snooze. So so that's good. But tomorrow when my alarm goes off, I will not hit snooze. And it's also about setting a reasonable time to wake up. Like maybe my alarm, which is set for 5.45 a.m., maybe my alarm is actually not at a reasonable time. And uh, I need to maybe make that change in order to make it through my 30-day streak. Okay, read, play, try, and the last category is focus and think. So I will reflect on the vibe. I will stay anchored and grounded in the September vibe by paying attention to moments with my family and how much fun I have with them. To not resist or resent these moments by taking time away from myself 
and to move past my negative feelings about the fall. So I think that that makes sense, given everything that I've reflected on in the last, you know, I think we're going on almost an hour now. You know, everything that I've reflected on, you can see where I've come to that conclusion about how I want to focus my thinking. And as I go to events like the sporting events or the baseball tryouts or spend my anniversary with my husband and family, I don't want to be feeling like these moments with them trade off on my alone time or these moments with them trade off on my ability to feel okay or to feel well. I want those moments with them to be something that fills up my tank. And based on my reflection, they are. Some of the things I felt, the times I felt the most joy were moments when I was with Beckett, were moments when I was with my family or my sisters. So I need to not see those moments as things that drain me, but as things that give me joy, because that's what my reflection has demonstrated through the exercise. Okay, we're going to wrap up here. I'm really grateful for your time. I hope this was helpful. It has really given me a sense of relaxed positivity about the fall. It has helped me move past my resentment that the fall is generally, you know, just the calendar is just packed. There is something going on almost every single day. And the days when there aren't, I'm sure something will fill up. Um, And you know, you're, you're no different than I am. I'm certain that's the same for you. And so taking this hour with me, I really appreciate your time. I hope that it has been nurturing for you. I hope you will grab the free download. And I want you to know that you're doing a really, really good job. And remember, when you think about the future, you're carrying that person who's doing a really good job. That person who's doing a good job today will do a good job tomorrow. We'll do a good job next week. And some things that will be hard will take a lot out of you, but you have been resilient before and you have overcome challenges in the past. And all of that you are will serve all you will become. If you want to walk through this personally, I'm, I'm happy to connect with anybody who wants maybe a little bit of a guide on the side to navigate this kind of exercise. I certainly know that's something that I've gotten really used to in the last four years, but I also know that some of the prompts can be intimidating when you feel like you're coming up blank. Whenever you feel like you're coming up blank, just sit with it. Remember, there's nobody's going to grade you on this. <laughs> you don't have to make a podcast episode about it. I want you to know that um, I'm here for you. I want you to feel like you have what you need to step into the place in the world that's made for you. And I hope this episode has been one of those opportunities. So for now, I will let you know I love you, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Medium Lady Talks, created and produced by me, Erin Vandeven. If you want more of the general vibe, gratitude, and encouragement from this episode, please come and find me on Instagram at medium.lady. And since you've made it to the end... I'd love to get to know you even better. Screenshot this episode so you can share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so that we can chat. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're doing such a good job. Your place in this world can only be filled by you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.